Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. In just a moment, we have an elite entrepreneur join us who provides insights and guidance you can use to move along your vision path. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality, and we are the number one show on voiceamerica.com. Also, check us out on Apple at tonydurso.com slash apple, and please leave a five-star review. The show is free to you, and a nice review helps support us, and you get my eternal thanks. That's priceless. Check out Gabby Insurance. It's totally free to check your rate and there's no obligation. Take a few minutes right now. Stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash Tony. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash Tony. T-O-N-Y. Gabby.com slash Tony. More details just ahead on this sponsor with a lot more info on them. So please stay tuned. Today's show is about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. Let's see what we can learn today. At the end of this interview, I'm going to do a summary recap of what we went over, so stay tuned for that. For nearly 20 years, Therese Nicholas, a certified financial planner and certified money coach, helps people build wealth. Her distinctive coaching system blends the spirituality of money coaching with traditional financial planning. Check this out, guys. Here we go. Hi, Therese. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. So glad to have a fellow paisana. <laughs> if I said that right, you sure did. But when you say female, it's uh, with the A, so it's Paisana, a fellow Italian from Sicily. I love it. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. The honor again is mine, Therese. And I am very interested and looking forward to finding out about your money mindset, our money mindset, my money mindset. But first, let's step back a few. And let's get into your journey to success. Therese, how did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Well, that's interesting, Tony. I've been in financial services for over 40 years. And about 20 years ago, a colleague of mine recommended that I look into financial planning and asset management. I didn't even know what it was, but it sounded interesting. So I pursued it and been there ever since. So one of the things that really motivated me to stick with it and pursue this new career was shortly after I began financial planning, I had a family member that lost her husband very suddenly. And when that happened, Tony, her whole financial world just unraveled. What was interesting was she was the breadwinner. But why it unraveled was because he had debt and other financial problems that she was not aware of. So I stepped in, helped her sort everything out. It took us about a year. And through that process, we learned what types of things she was required to pay off, what kind of things she didn't have to pay off. I came up with a budget that she could live with, and she was able to move forward with her life. But through that whole journey, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of frustration. It complicated the grieving process, and it taught me a very valuable lesson. And that was 
that there are so many women out there that never handled the finances for whatever reason. Even my um, my relative being the breadwinner, she never got that involved in the family finances. And then when the person who was responsible for that is no longer there, it leaves nothing but chaos. Therese, did you do this before you got into financial planning very seriously? Or was this at the very start of your career? It was at the very start of my career, Tony. It was like almost months after I started this process and this event happened. That story really moves me. And I want to make another special mention to the audience, to our success squad, especially you males out there. There is so much to learn about this and also use this for parents, your mom, your your siblings any female in your family, spouses, and so forth. Very important for you to understand this mindset for them, as well as for you and your business. So I just cannot state that enough. What Therese has done for so many people, I've listened to some of her information. It's absolutely amazing. That's why she's on the show. We want to listen and learn. Therese, carry on with your backstory, please. Sure. So um, after going through that process, I realized, as I said, there were so many other women and they just kind of found me out of nowhere. And I decided to focus my practice on them. And let's face it, this is a very male dominated industry. There's about 25% of advisors that are female. And in most cases, any of the advertising or any marketing that you see for financial services, it tends to be geared towards the man. And I love men, I have nothing against them. But most of the buying decisions are made by the women in the household. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. And I found through my journey that there are a lot of women that don't manage the finances, have it in the back of their mind that they're not good with finances, and they end up delegating it to a spouse. Now, traditionally, the spouse was male-female up until recently, but that's the way that things would go. And I decided I'm going to build a practice that's not only helping them when they're in this crisis, but I want to be proactive and teach money mindset techniques so that they get rid of that limiting belief that says I'm not good with money and they learn how to be more financially independent or financially interdependent. So they're not completely dependent on the outcome of their financial future based on another person. Therese, this is very interesting. What brought about this vision? Perhaps let's go even back why you even studied for this, why you became a financial planner. What was it that you envisioned yourself doing in the future, which of course you're doing now, but I want to go back to that genesis. How did that all start? Well, it kind of morphed on its own. It was one of those things that like one step seemed to lead to another and then to another. When I first went into this business, I never imagined myself focusing just on women and putting so much of an emphasis on financial education and planning and what I also do now, which is money coaching. But through, you know, life is a journey, as we know, right? We never know where it's going to lead us. And I think it's one thing I like to advise my friends, my family, my clients is to be open to what's in front of you because you just never know where it's going to lead you. Absolutely. And Therese, What's the purpose for what you do? Why are you doing this? Well, I think of all the women that have gone before me, I always feel like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. 
And I think of the difference between one money mindset versus another. So I'll give you a couple of examples. My paternal grandmother um, came here from Sicily in 1928. When she came here, she was married to my grandfather. My grandfather had come ahead and they were building this new life in this new world. He, for whatever reason, had decided he was going to allow her, a delegate to her, that she handled the family finances. Now, 1928, that was right before the Great Depression. And, you know, they were poor people. They came from, you know, they were immigrants. They didn't have much. But my grandmother was like a money wizard. She could squeeze a quarter until it cried. And yet she was the most generous person you'd ever want to meet. She helped so many people Even though she didn't know the language of English, she knew the language of hunger. And if she saw anybody that was hungry, she would feed them. And she always felt confident that she could provide and have more than enough and have enough to share with complete strangers. That is absolutely amazing and touching. And I swear, Therese, you're talking about my parents because my dad came out to the U.S. two years before my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was born in Sicily, so I was, I, you know, I was there. And when she came out, he delegated the finances to her. Huh. And we had eventually six, there were six boys and just one income, my dad. And my mother, I tell you, honestly, I never went hungry. And we all survived on one income back then. It's just, it's just amazing. The carbon copy is like, this is like the Italian thing. I know other immigrants have done it, but I just couldn't help like, you're telling my story too. Now, Tony, what part of Sicily is your family from? My mom's from Palermo. Uh-huh. And my dad's from a town 35 kilometers southwest called Mezzayuzu, which for the audience means halfway. So it, it was halfway up. It wasn't at the top of the hill or the bottom. It was in the hill in the middle. And when I went there some years back, the population was only like a thousand people. Wow. And who knows what it was when my dad was there. It was just amazing. Yeah, it sure is. My family comes from Aragona, which is in the Agrigento region. And um, that's where both my grandmother and grandfather were both from the same little village. Oh, that's so funny. Every time I hear Agrigento, I don't care how many years, I always think of Parcheggio. Now, the Italians are amazing, but the Sicilians... Anything you do, you just have to watch it because they will find any and every way to take money from you. It's just the way it is. But fortunately, I don't have that gene, folks. <laughs> the show is free. And, and, you know, you'll go pull into a gas station in Sicily. There's a guy there. He already puts the gas in. And next thing you know, you're paying double what you would normally pay at any other gas station. And because the guy had already said it. Mm-hmm. So... We were visiting the ruins in Agrigento, and this Italian, uh, shorter Italian than I, I'm 6'2", and he's wearing a hat, and he walks up, and he goes, parcheggio, parcheggio, which means parking. I want your parking. And it's an empty dirt lot, and I'm like, this guy's like, he's kidding me, right? And he goes, parcheggio. I go, give me receipt. He goes, no, no, parcheggio, parcheggio, and he's holding out his hands. He wants five bucks. I go, you give me receipt, receipt. He goes, no, no receipt. He turns and walks away. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's Sicilians for you. I know, they are definitely in a class by themselves. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others 
to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. When you've had the same car insurance or homeowner's insurance for years, you kind of get trapped into paying premiums and not thinking about it. That makes it really easy to overpay and not even realize it. I've had my current auto insurance for over five years, and like anyone else, once it's on automatic payment, you just never think about it. And now that I think about it, the rates are climbing bit by bit over the years, even though I've paid off all my vehicles and there's depreciation on the value. So how does that happen? Guys, stop overpaying for car and homeowner's insurance. See about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have, thanks to Gabby, G-A-B-I. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. That's what I did. I once had this brand name, world famous auto insurance company for my vehicles. I never checked their rates. After about 10 years, I decided to look around and see what's out there. And was I surprised? Talk about customer loyalty. Well, my rates were double the going rate. How does that happen? So when I quit them, they asked if they could lower my rate or match what I got. And I ask you, why would I do that? If they were so busy taking my money and raising the rates for 10 years, then why on earth would I ever even consider their offer for a nanosecond? How many years did I pay them double the going rate? They were never sorry, apologetic, or offered to give any consolation. They just offered to match what I was now being offered. How nice of them. Guys, check out Gabby and see how much you can really save. They do things differently, and I like that. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. That's close to 1000 bucks. If they can't find you savings like they did for me, they'll let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there. And that's what we want, right? And they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls or anything else. You got this, guys? This is like really important. We want to save money. The show is about financial planning, so check this out and let's do our part. It's totally free to check your rate and there's no obligation. Take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash Tony. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Gabby.com slash Tony. All right, guys, check it out. Sign up and tell me how much you love it. You're listening to The Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Her process empowers clients to shift their money mindset by identifying their subconscious money beliefs and then inspiring them with new habits to transform their outcome. She's amazing. All right, and now back to the chat with Therese. My grandmother was just, she was so amazing. You know, I was so fortunate that I had her for so long. She was at my wedding. She was just a big part of my life. And one of the things 
now as an adult looking backwards. As a kid growing up, you don't, I guess you pay attention, but you don't realize you're paying attention. At least I think that was me. But I'm looking back and I'm thinking, wow, the wisdom, the way that she could just manifest something out of nothing. And I knew so many people growing up that went through the depression and they would complain about everything. I mean, they would use the same piece of aluminum foil for years because they lived through the Great Depression. And my grandmother was so not like that. I never heard her talk about the depression in a negative way. For her, it was like a challenge and she met the challenge, which was to me fascinating that she would say, oh yeah, you know, we, my father always said, we didn't even know there was a depression. We always had food on the table. He'd come home from school with his friends. They always got fed. And when my grandmother had passed and, you know, we have very deep roots and we've lived in the same area our whole life. So a lot of my dad's friends that he grew up with was still around and came to my grandmother's wake and funeral. And many of them going through the line, I remember them saying that often they would go to her house after school. And if it wasn't the only meal they had all day, it was always the best meal they had all day was the meal that they had with her. That is absolutely amazing. And, you know, we grew up very religious. We were Catholic. Mm -hmm. never once hungry, ever, 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 as I mentioned. It's just really interesting that you could take a family, a huge family of eight people on a tiny little income and just make it work. You know, and I look at that and I see her attitude, her money mindset was so positive and she had so little to work with, but she took in laundry, she took in sewing. My grandfather was a barber. I mean, there was as blue collar as you get and they made it work. And Fast forward, I look at her children. She had four children. And my dad was like the glutton at the all-you-can-eat buffet when it came to money. As soon as money came in, he had to find a way to spend it. So it was always a source of conflict for my mother and father. It was like a power struggle where my grandparents, they would sit down. They'd have very pleasant conversations. They'd talk about their plans. They talk about money like they they were sharing a recipe. It was no big deal. There was no emotion. And going with the work that I'm doing, and I see that, and I've really studied why are some people successful and other people are not. And often they're like from the same family, the same community. They have all the same tools in front of them. And the difference is their money mindset. We're talking about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. You can find her at wealthcoachforwomen.net. One more time, wealthcoachfor, that's F-O-R, women.net. And once again, guys, this is great information for men as well. And you will also need this for the women in your life. So stick around, stay tuned. This is really great information. And now, Therese, we're going to get into your vision path. We just started talking about money mindset. Let's give us more information. We want to know all about it. What really is a money mindset? Well, the money mindset are your beliefs and behaviors that create your results around money. So for example, my grandmother had a very positive attitude towards money. She had no stress around it, even though this was somebody going through the Great Depression. But to her, she had this mindset that no matter what, she had faith that she could always provide and she and my grandfather would always be able to provide more than enough. So for her, in her household budget, there was always a charity envelope. She always had money set aside for charity. 
And she always had a little bit of money set aside in case somebody had an emergency, that she could loan them the money. It wasn't a gift. It was a loan. But that she had a little cushion that she, if somebody was in a bind, she could help them out. That was her mindset where you have others, like even her own children, that had that scarcity mentality. And then they would, if they had money come in, they were so afraid that that might be the last time they have money come in that they would end up making mistakes with it. Sometimes they gamble trying to create more quickly, or they would just go out on a spending spree thinking, who knows, we're going to get hit by a bus. It was just interesting. So because they made different choices and had different behaviors, they ended up with different outcomes. She had one child who followed in her footsteps, and he's the only one out of the four that had a very nice retirement. He started saving for his retirement as soon as he started working, where you know his siblings thought he was, oh, he's a tightwad, he's a cheapskate, they made fun of him. But he had the last laugh because now, even in his mid-80s, he can do whatever he wants because he has the money to do it. And the others didn't have that situation because they made different choices. Their money mindset was either of lack, of scarcity, or using it as um, a power struggle with their spouses, that it would become a conflict, where my uncle, his mindset was, you know, I can always make more. I have more than enough. And he knew how to live within his means and be able to provide for his family at the same time. Therese, what's the difference? We hear money coaching, people consulting on money, and then we hear financial planning, which sounds like almost esoteric for some. Let's kind of break this down a little bit, please. Sure. So money coaching and financial planning are two completely different animals. A money coach is looking at your behaviors and your beliefs around money and teaching you new ways to think so that you get different results. The financial plan is almost like if you picture a train, it's like the money coaching would be at the beginning and then financial planning would be behind it. So once you have your money mindset in place, now with financial planning, that's when you talk about your goals, your objectives, you look at where you are, you come up with a strategy to get to where you want to be. So it's much more logical where financial Money coaching is more emotional. That's when you're dealing with the emotions that you may have around money. The financial planning is encompassing. It includes the money coaching and the money mindset. It can. If somebody is doing both, like I do both, I start with the money coaching and then I go into financial planning. It's like, okay, now we have this new behavior, this new belief. Let's implement some strategies with the use of the financial plan to get you to where you want to be. Okay. And so how do people create this ideal lifestyle? I love, you know, the stories that you're telling about this. Isn't it something that anyone can just do? Okay. I'm, I'm just going to make this up. I make a thousand, whatever, a thousand a week. And then I just save so much. Isn't it just that simple? Well, how do people take that and actually make something for their future and for their longevity? You know, they're not just saving like 10, 20%. There's something more to it. There is. And that's a great question, Tony. So one of the things that we do with money coaching, I'll give you an example of one of my clients that really made a huge transformation in her life because she followed, 
she took everything very seriously and she followed the coaching to the letter. So this was a person who earned at the time about $60,000 a year. She's a single person raising a child. She was divorced and she had a mindset that was that she was not worthy. She just had it in her head that she was not deserving of anything better than that. And I have working with a lot of women. I work with a lot of women that are in the same field. And I knew women that were in her field with similar backgrounds, similar numbers of years in the field. And I said to her, I said, you know, most of my clients that are in your field are making twice as much as you are. And she's, oh, that's crazy. I can't believe that. And I said, well, it's true. So I was working on her beliefs about herself. And through that process, we identified that one of her limiting beliefs was that she did not deserve and that she wasn't worthy. When her husband walked out on her and and decided he's not going to support the child, that confirmed her belief. So it's like, see, I don't deserve anything good. Look what just happened to me. So we worked together for quite a number of years. Um, We're still working together. And so this was about year two into our process. And I finally got her to ask for a raise. And I coached her on that whole process. I said, you deserve, I kept emphasizing the worthiness. And she did ask for a raise and she got it. It wasn't a huge raise, but it was, you know, it was a success. So I said, now we're going to take it another step further. And I want you to go look for a better job, because if that's all they're going to give you, you need to find another job. Well, long and the short of it, she did, and she doubled her income. So now with all this more money, she's saving for her goals. We knew exactly what she wanted to do. She's trying to buy a house. She's putting her daughter through a parochial school, and she's doing all these wonderful things because she had that shift in her mindset that now, yes, I am worthy. And now she made, took action to coming to fruition. The biggest shift for her was now that she has this mindset of worthiness, she doesn't let people push her around anymore. And when she's run into some confrontational situations, she's found a way to very diplomatically stick up for herself. I'm impressed. So the basis on this one that was that she did not consider herself worth more money until you came along. In a way, she had this limiting belief that she just wasn't good enough. That's right. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just Ahead to Check continues about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Everyone has opportunities come at them. They are there. In fact, there are people making literal millions and billions of dollars during the current worldwide situation right now. Yes, really. So get on some fresh eyes, look around you, and jump in on our free mastermind at TonyDurso.com slash 3Day. That's the number three and the letters D-A-Y. TonyDurso.com slash 3Day. It's all designed to help you get to the next level and beyond. And of course, it's nice to have a free three-day, four-night hotel vacation just about anywhere in the world, which I'll tell you more about in a moment. This mastermind is free for you as I help sponsor this to bring this to you. People like you need this in this time. People like you need something like this more than ever. The three-day masterclass takes place September 28, 29, and 30. 
It happens at 5 p.m. PST, which is 8 p.m. EST. You can register at tonydurso.com slash three day. You can attend as my guest and you can also bring a guest as well. When you graduate, you're going to get a free three-day, four-night hotel vacation just about anywhere in the world. You can get all the details and see how we do it inside the membership. Plus, you're going to get all kinds of bonuses and rewards. We gamified the whole thing. We're giving away a ton of actual, real prizes, cash, and some camera kits and studio lighting, all kinds of cool stuff just because it's a give back. We're going to empower 10,000 people to start their new business. And if you don't have a business, you can have one by the end of the three-day masterclass. If you've never generated leads online or clients online, you're going to do it. Now, this is a little experimental, but we have solid proof with great workability. And we don't leave anybody behind. You'll see it happen in real time. If you currently are generating leads online, we're going to show you an unbelievable way to break the ice with your prospects so that will dramatically increase your conversions. It's pretty awesome. You've never experienced anything like this before, unless you've been to one of our masterclasses before. But if you have, you've never been on one with 10,000 people. I mean, I'm excited to do this. We've never had 10,000 on a masterclass. We've never done anything this big before. So we're excited to bring the heat as well. And it'll be fun to have you and your guests there too. And we look forward to meeting all of you live on the masterclass. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Register at tonydurso.com slash three day. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Therese has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Herself 360 Magazine, Money Coaching Magazine, Forbes Magazine, Financial Planning, and more. And now back to the chat with Therese. I've seen that and it's very insidious, this limiting belief people have on their mindset especially money surviving, because perhaps they're just used to never having enough. So it's very ingrained in some people. It is. Money is a very emotional thing for most people. It's the number one cause of divorce over fidelity. Emotions are good. I like being happy. I like having lots of money and being happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. But there comes a time where I think a person has too much. I've seen extreme greed beyond greed, just beyond greed. I don't know if there's a word for it. You know, I've mentioned this before, you know, just give you a case in point. I'm on record. I'm really not interested in being a billionaire. I'm not trying to be a billionaire. I do help the poor people and and the people that are homeless in my neighborhood. I put on events. I do all sorts of stuff. You know, there's a limit of how much I feel I can eat and how much I feel my family needs. And we really just don't need billions of dollars. I mean, there's just no point in it. So I think it's just also a matter of what you think you need, how much you think you need, and and just getting that point that there's just enough, especially when you're working on a path of improving yourself. There's you really kind of find that there's the money's unlimited. The money is unlimited. And one of the things that there's a difference between creating more than enough and greed. And one of the differences is a person who creates an abundance 
and they share that abundance, that's not a greedy person. They're a person who is looking at the more that I can create, the more people I can help. And that can be at any dollar level. I mean, look at my grandmother. She certainly didn't have, you know, millions of dollars. And yet she got, she knew what she needed to run her household and she knew what the surplus was. So she had more than enough that she could still help. Now, maybe it wasn't, you know, creating a foundation or doing anything dramatic. But when you think about her background, it's pretty darn dramatic. I know people that have a lot more and don't give a dime to any charity or anybody other than themselves. That to me is greed. Just my opinion. I think so. I think in that position, and you're the expert here, I'd love your opinion. Doesn't that work against the person just always just wants to accumulate, accumulate? I believe money's got to flow. It's I do go too. Back and and I think that that really hurts. Oh, go ahead. No, absolutely. Money is an energy and it does need to flow and it needs to flow in and flow out as long as it's not flowing out in an excessive way, meaning that you're borrowing money to live your lifestyle. But if it comes in and you, you know, you do all the things you need to do, you take care of your business and then you have a surplus and you share that surplus with the things that are important to you, whatever the causes are or the people or whatever it might be, but you keep it in flow. You're not just storing it. Reminds me of a person I won't name who never really had a whole lot of money, but was okay, but then inherited a great sum. And this person became very secretive about it. And I would think in about a year, just blew it all and was back to being, you know, struggling again for life. Just didn't know what to do with the money. So it's not really just having a lot of money. It's how you deal with it and having that mindset. Exactly. You've hit the nail on the head. It isn't the number. It's not the amount. It's what we do with what we have that counts. I saw somewhere and I could be wrong. It was like, you know, 98% of the lotto millionaires are bankrupt, went bankrupt and, and they're, they're busted. It's like, and, and I tell people they didn't have money in the first place. They didn't know how to handle money. So when you give them money, they're going to, they're going to blow through it. And I see that over and over. I saw another person, he inherited a huge amount of money twice from different family members that passed twice, huge. But within a year, he was back to working a job, you know, 10, 15 bucks an hour sort of thing. Yeah, because that's his mindset. That's how he sees himself. It's like they they get this large sum of money, Tony. It's like the game of hot potato. They have to get rid of it. They don't think of what can I do? What is like the highest and best use of this? How do I respect this resource? I'm working with a woman right now, lovely person. She just inherited quite a bit of money from her parents. Another immigrant story. They came from Eastern Europe, you know, with like 10 cents in their pocket. And they amassed a fortune because they worked hard and just did a lot of really good things. They were very philanthropic and she's philanthropic. So her whole thing with this money is she said, I have more than enough money in my income on my, without this inheritance. I don't need the inheritance to live my lifestyle, but I want to honor my parents. How do I do that? That's a healthy mindset. That's fantastic. Now, in that case, I can see a person hiring a financial planner such as you and like laying it all out. But what would be other circumstances that, you know, could be anything, but let's get the audience here to start thinking. We have entrepreneurs, business owners, people in the corporate, working various corporate career jobs and so forth. 
where and when and how should a person start thinking about, well, maybe I do need a financial planner. Maybe I do need to plan this out. Let's kind of go over that a little bit. Sure. That's great, Tony. I think anytime a person starts having questions about where they are and whether or not they're on track, that's a time to get a professional's opinion and guidance. Or in particular, if they have a sudden lifestyle change, like they inherited money or they won the lotto, or if it's the flip of that, if they lost a job or they're now they're getting a divorce or the husband or wife passed away, when you have these sudden changes, our brain goes into like what they call reptile brain or fight or flight because the brain wants to keep you safe. It makes it very difficult to make really good decisions when you're under that level of stress. So it's really good at that time to get a professional opinion that can be like that just to kind of guide you through what your options are and help you come to a good decision so that you can really feel confident that you're moving in the right direction. Okay. And another thing to raise and on part of that on when do I need to hire a financial planner? Should I hire a financial planner is, are you all carbon copy? Do you all do the exact same thing? Because I think you're a little bit different on this. Yes, I am a lot different because I'm one of the few that is doing the money coaching and the financial planning. And there are a number of professionals out there that will hold themselves out as a financial planner. But if they're not a certified financial planner, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. They're not bad people. They're not doing anything wrong, but they're not following predetermined system. So a certified financial planner has a system that they are recommended and required that they work through. They also have to sign a fiduciary oath. And then if you add in the component of money coaching, now you're getting into the behavioral issues that drive your results. Therese, this is very interesting. There's different financial planners. They do different things. Obviously, I say now that I've listened to you, we need one that can really help us with that money mindset. And I kind of want to put this all together now. I want to make sure that we've come away with really understanding this. So far, a couple things. A positive money mindset, a good money mindset can remove, let's call it the blocks, help with the limiting beliefs, gives us more confidence. But the question is, can I really create some wealth and abundance with that and how? And I, we probably answered this, but I kind of want to put this all together now. Okay. So I love the quote by Wayne Dyer. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So when you go from seeing money in a negative way or a fearful way, or you, if you view people with money as though they're bad people, you don't want to be a bad person. So without realizing it, you are subconsciously repelling money. You shift that thought process and you're opening up those channels of abundance. And if you pay attention, now you're going to see opportunities that are going to help you change your results. That makes good sense. It's like going on a journey and a trip. You don't necessarily see the end result of where you're going, but by, oh, I'm going to take this freeway because it's faster or this road because it's better, you're changing but you're still going to the same place, but perhaps you're going there a little bit faster, more in style, a little bit better accommodations or whatever, but you're kind of going more where you want to go. So, okay, that makes very good sense. And I appreciate all that. A lot to digest on, and I'm going to listen to this again 
And I encourage the audience to listen to this again. And I really love this. I'd like to know, what are you looking to accomplish in the next few years? What I'm looking to create is more online resources so I can reach more people and do more public speaking and run more events so that I can reach out to serving more people. And are there any personal habits that contribute to your vision success? You've been doing this for so long. You're so successful. You, you're, you're really rocking on your vision and, and your life. What are those habits that really help keep that in focus? Well, um, prayer, meditation. I surround myself with positive people. And I look for people that know more than I do. And surprisingly, they're not hard to find. And finding work that I love and having the ability to choose the people that I work with. That is, to me, success. Those are really well-stated points, Therese. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Do you like to zone in sometimes on a good story that just takes you away from the world? We all need that sometimes, right? Here's a good book recommendation for you. I'm announcing a book that I've worked on for years with my co-author, SKR, and the title is I'm in of Atlantis. The Pursuit is the first book, volume one. It's a trilogy. We've spent years on this. It's been a labor of love. The first book is now available at TonyDurso.com slash books. And the second book is following in another week or so. It's a fiction story of what happened in Atlantis once upon a time. And there are multiple storylines that merge and converge together. Some of the key players are Bomo, Roni of Imanhera, Crown Prince Ivan, Radon, Prince Corin, And it involves the main kingdoms of Karen, Carthinia, and a plot against Bodon. You would think this has to do with contemporary times, but it was never written for that purpose. This first book is about the love of money, especially gold, and what people and rulers will do to get as much as they can. What is the Aiman? Who are they? Once a powerful race, the Aiman captured and dominated every nation and territory on the four landmasses of Atlantis until none were left. War was a form of sport and no one presented a challenge great enough for them. It wasn't until they reached the final conquest when the divine intervention, personified as a messenger, was sent by the Creator to offer an ultimatum. The Aiman were given a choice to set down their weapons forever in exchange for the gifts of healing and regain their spiritual powers. Most accepted this ultimatum, and those who refused perished as predicted. The abilities of the Aiman? Well, you'll have to read the books and see what they can do. They can do some things that are beyond amazing and beyond our reality. Go to TonyDurso.com books and get the pursuit. I think it's going to leave you breathless. Thanks and happy reading. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Therese is a sought-out speaker serving as a subject matter expert for many podcasts, 
spiritual centers, and divorce mediators. And now back to the chat with Therese. Are there any great resources that you would like to share with our audience success squad? Sure. Um, I have written an ebook, and I'd love to share that with your audience. It's called The Money and Life Playbook. It's a very simple book, and you can get it from the link right on my website. The Money and Life Playbook. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. And we can get this at wealthcoachforwomen.net? Yes, you can. And Therese, you've heard me mention a couple times this is, for me- this is also for men and why. But in closing, before we go, I'd love to hear from you. Why should men download your playbook? Why is this important for men to know? Well, I think money is something that we all use. And I don't know too many men that don't use money. And the tips and tricks that are in the little tools that are in this playbook, I believe will benefit everybody. It's not gender specific. It is something that is designed to help anyone that has questions about money. And my mission and goal in life is to see that more money, more people can create abundance, however they define it, because I think it makes for a happier person. Money can't buy you happiness, but poverty can't buy you anything. But I really feel that if you have confidence in your ability to create what you need and then even have more than enough, it just makes you a happier person. Therese, you're a very good person. You've got a big heart. You've helped so many people. I am really, once again, I am so touched by some of your stories. I've been through your site. I've listened and seen some of what you do. Absolutely amazing. I just want to thank you once again. We were talking about Your Money Mindset with Therese Nicholas, and you can find her at wealthcoachforwomen.net. Thank you so much, Therese. Thank you, Tony. This has been a pleasure to meet a fellow paisan. Molto bene, grazie tante. Same to you. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took her vision to reality. I hope this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned so much and I just love the chat about my money mindset or your money mindset with some great ideas that I'm going to chat about in a second. The insights are so valuable. So how did you like it? Your money mindset with Therese Nicholas. Therese gives a great definition of money mindset, which are your beliefs and behaviors that create your results around money. I'm impressed at the role model she had of her grandparents who went through the Great Depression in the United States, and yet they had this great mindset of money that allowed them to always have more than enough and no one ever went hungry. I'm sure that this could be hard to believe for some, that it all centers around mindset, but I have seen this in play with many people who have the right inherent attitude towards money and how to deal with it. To always have enough despite a major socioeconomic disaster says it all. They understood how to deal with money. And we need this more than ever today with the current socioeconomic disaster we're going through ourselves. And if not us, our friends and family members may be going through tough times as well. If so, I encourage you to send this interview to them. Every little bit helps and you'll be doing your part. Please help them. And Therese brings up another good point, saving for retirement. Now, for us entrepreneurs, we never retire, right? But you can also look at this like saving for a rainy day. And I know we're having a worldwide rainy day going on right now. The point is that when you're able to squeeze out some money, can you set aside some money and never touch it again until a dire urgent emergency in the future? Are you setting aside anything now, even if it's a few bucks at a time? 
This is something to ponder about. You may need money now. It may be very important for you to get more now. But what if anything more crazy comes about that is even more urgent than our current times right now? We all say and hope that it won't get much worse. Well, if you're saving what you can, then it couldn't really get much worse later on. If you see my point, do you save anything at all for the future? Are you clear on the various designations about money, planning, coaching, and so forth? Therese lays it all out very clearly. Please listen to this again and take notes. This is the good stuff. There's so much more I got out of this interview. What did you get? I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Now grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process. The ebook is at TonyDurso.com. You can pick up the audio version and the training class too. Highly recommended. I created my empire in just a few years. That's all it took. I had the vision map as my guide. You can do it too. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And once again, also check us out at TonyDurso.com slash Apple. If you like what you hear, how about a five-star review? Thanks. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 